What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday Takes on Takes episode of the show. Draft Dudes is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Kyle, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's the one day of the week I know with confidence you are going to know exactly what day it is because you had to compile the takes for the show. Yep. I say it with great confidence. Plus, takes on takes Tuesday. It's just it, it, it flows, you know, except for that one time where you called it Twitter Tuesday, which is what you call this concept on your Bills podcast. Yeah. And, and we had to re-record it and nobody knew about it until I just accidentally said that out loud. Surprise! It doesn't happen more often, to be honest with you. You know what I mean. Uh, I have the first take for you. Okay, I have a and feeling comes, this is off script. It is off script. All right, it comes courtesy of Sunday Night Football's social media account. Okay. If we had a coach's draft, which legend would be your number one pick? And it's got eight names. I'll read you the eight names. Okay, okay. So this is, I can only pick one of these eight. I want you to build me your big board of your top four. All right, let me get a pen. Your, Mount, your Mount Rushmore. Okay. Of these eight coaches. Okay. Bill Belichick. Okay. Vince Lombardi. Is my object- objective for like my franchise or for like one season? Uh, let's say to... to, to Pretend they were starting from scratch with your franchise. All right. Don Shula. Okay. Bill Walsh. Okay. Paul Brown. Okay. Joe Gibbs. All right. George Hallis. Okay. And Tom Landry. Uh, this is This is not easy. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, a lot of them are super old coaches that I'm not like super familiar with other than they had a lot of success and meant a lot to those organizations, you know? So I have to, I think I'm going to gravitate towards the guys that I, um, what do you want to know about Paul Brown or George Hallis? What do you want to know? I'm, I'm just, that I'm, I'm going to let you know that I'm not going to pick them. Uh, I'll go Bill George, Bell. George, George Hallis has the second best games above high, 500 mark in NFL history. Yeah, I'm sure that back when it was put all 11 guys on the line of scrimmage and bash your head against each other, I'm sure like he was great at that. You know, I, I, I have to talk about the year 2020. And so with you know that, how many, you know how many years George House coached? No, I don't know. 40. It's a long time. <laughs> it's insane. Still passing on him. Hard pass. Um, okay, I've got my list. You got all of them. I get to pick four, right? Yes, you do. Bill Belichick, Don Shula, Bill Walsh, and Joe Gibbs. Bill Belichick's my defensive coordinator. Bill Walsh is my offensive coordinator. Oh, you don't need to make a staff with him. I just, I just wanted did. to know what you're... No, Don Shula's my head coach, and, and Joe Gibbs is my assistant head coach. Oh. Can't have why, Joe Gibbs why calling Joe back-to-back uh, uh, timeouts on... Uh, uh, you know about this? The Bills are playing the Redskins, and the, the Bills are set to kick like a I don't know fifty-five yard field goal to to win the game with like no time left. Joe Gibbs calls timeout to ice the kicker, and then he does it again. 
You can't do that consecutively. 15-yard penalty. This 55-yard field goal becomes 40. Game over. Ryan Lendell through the pipes, and they win the game. So there you go. Joe, what are you doing, man? What what do you mean? Oh, Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? But I think there was a a point in time, and I, I could be wrong about this, but people may yell at me. Joe Gibbs is like the only Hall of Fame coach that never coached a Hall of Fame quarterback. I hope that stat's real. Because <laughs> it sounds good. But then I think people remind you of like Bill Parcells. I think he's also on that list. But there was a point in time where I believe that to be true. So. All right. So why did why did Gibbs make your list? Um, Just because he had modern success? Modern success. Um, I think that he's, I, I think he's a good leader, you know? He's got some good books about leadership that I've read. Um, he's got a good NASCAR team. Yeah, he's got a great voice, you know? I think he would be, he would bring some more some juice to the table. You know, I'm losing something with Belichick in the room, you know? So, <laughs> got to bring some excitement and enthusiasm to the mix. Some pop. Yeah, I think I did a good job there. I'm happy with it. Okay. Yeah. All right, that was that was Vontel esque, Kyle. Vontel's here in the show today. Don't worry, he's here. Blame, blame Sunday Night Football. Man. That was good. That was a good one. Uh, do, would you, do you have an answer to this, or would you like this uh, next take? I would probably have the same thing as you, but I would probably go with Tom Landry over Joe Gibbs. All right, fair enough. Okay, Donatello the Turtle. Donatello the Turtle. This is not even like. Rele- like Donatello the turtle has come up a lot in the last week in our lives. This is just happens to fit into it. Like he didn't change his Twitter handle or name to this. This is just what, who he is. Donatello the turtle. He says, been watching the 2019 Vikings games to get an idea of the 2020 Browns offense. Hey, I respect okay. that a lot. Right. Okay. And Grindy the biggest tape, thing like I've it. come away with is that Kirk is bad. He tries too hard, is fundamentally unnatural as an athlete and is so stressed. Disagree question mark. Oh boy. All right. Well, I have my own thoughts on watching Kirk as a just an, an athlete and as a quarterback. But what I would like to do is pull up some of these next-gen stats. Love referring to some next-gen stats because I do think Kirk Cousins has some redeeming qualities, but Joe, no quarterback held the ball longer from snap to release in the NFL than Kirk Cousins. And Are you it serious? Was almost by a full tenth of a second. I would have never thought that, Kyle. I would have never thought that. The longest, Kirk Cousins, three point oh one seconds time to release from him from the snap. He's the only qualifying quarterback with a time that's above three seconds. I mean, that's that's higher than Mahomes. That's higher than Josh Allen. That's higher than Aaron Rodgers, Russ Wilson. Yes. So four hundred and forty-three pass attempts. And this man, over 443 pass attempts, averaged holding the ball a half a second longer on every attempt than Andy Dalton and Drew Brees last year. <laughs> a half a second, Joe. It's 20% his, longer holding the ball. This is fascinating. Is it? I have to look up his play action percentage because there's... I was going to say, some, some of that's play action. It's got to be, sure. right? Yep, for sure. Wow. So, do you agree with this take? I think Kirk is not a natural athlete. Um, 
He does not play well in big game situations. Uh, the tryhard thing I, I see. But I also think he's like a functioning starting quarterback. I think there's a reason why he hasn't found postseason success. And some of that has to do with his limitations. But like, I'm not going to sit here and slander Kirk Cousins say that he's trash. I think Minnesota's paying more than what he's capable of producing. So there's like some dynamics there that are a bit of a struggle. But he threw to the bet one of the best deep ball wide receivers in the NFL last year in Stephon Diggs. Interestingly enough, his average intended air yards was very much run of the mill. It was closer to the bottom in next gen stats than it was to the top. Despite the fact that he has this, uh, you know, the, the, these deep ball receivers at his disposal. It's 31.4% play action percentage. That's a lot. It's high. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in the, I mean, among starting quarterbacks, it's fifth, sixth. Yeah. Do you know who had the longest completed air yards distance throw in the NFL last year? Last year? Last year. Um, Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins. (laughs) 60.5 yards tied with Jared Goff. In the air. There were three NFL quarterbacks that completed a pass attempt that went 60 plus yards in the air. They are Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Cousins was, so here's where it gets interesting. Super high play action. His aggressiveness tendency, which is throwing into tight man coverage. uh, He's one of the least aggressive quarterbacks in the NFL. He holds the ball longer than anybody in the NFL. And his average intended air yards is closer to the bottom than it is to the top. So for all this time he's holding the ball, you're not really getting a lot of bang for your buck which is a fun way to blend the metrics that you had at your disposal versus the next-gen stats that I had pulled up to kind of say, yeah, Kirk Cousins is, he's fine as a starting quarterback, but like I don't ever envision a deep postseason run for a Kirk Cousins like football team. If the remainder of team's good enough, I think so. Like if you have a stack They would have to carry him. Well, and the, the amount of money he commands doesn't makes that difficult. Yeah. I think he's a reasonable starter, but I don't think he's like a top 10 guy. Okay. So Cameron Spencer sent us uh, as far as schedule posters go, this one is the goat and it's the main black bears 2020 schedule poster with a big Husky offensive lineman wearing number 69 with this big burly belly poking out of this tucked jersey and he's doing like air jordan with the football like leaping in midair ball extended and um it's quite the sight if you haven't seen it so joe is that the greatest schedule poster of all time i think so i i don't i'm i'm not uh, you know i haven't seen a ton of schedule posters to really compare it but I, it's hard to believe one being better you know we're, we're talking we're, i mean think about this right now on a national football podcast, we're talking about the main football team's schedule release poster. I mean, mission accomplished, right? It's the Their only poster. did exactly what it was yeah. supposed to do. We won't talk about another schedule poster. 
this year, maybe ever again on this show. But we today on this on this year, June 2nd, we are discussing the main football team schedule poster for the 2020 season. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a job. Hell of a job. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ken says, first, built board order came in uh, today just in time for takes on takes. Here's my take. Jets finish with a top three draft pick, and Gase is gone before the end of the regular season. And, uh, and then a thank you to me and you for introducing him to this awesome product that is Built Bar. No, Ken, thank you for listening to Draft Dudes. Right. Um, Joe, let me ask you this. What AFC East team is most likely to finish in last place? M- Miami. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's the Jets. You say you say that, but I think if you look at any other information out there, it would they would agree with me. Okay, so what appeal does the Jets team have? Time on task together. So you're literally going to forego time on task doing things that aren't good is not good time invested. Hmm. I, I'm not going to go that far. Okay. Well, I would say this is this is a very realistic take. Yeah, but you're I think gonna you're, 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 gonna you're having here and two tell conversations. Me. This no, is about not. the Jets. Not, you brought the Dolphins in this for I don't even understand I, why. I asked which team is most likely to finish in last place in the AFC East. I didn't mention any other teams. You're the one that said the Dolphins. I think what? it's the Jets that is the team that's most likely to finish last, and you're sitting here telling me that it's not. Because they played to, they played together last year. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, he didn't have Chris Hernan for all year last year. Brashad Perryman wasn't in the building last year. Denzel Mims wasn't in the building last year. Le'Veon Bell ran for 3.1 fucking yards per carry because they can't run the ball. That's not good time spent together. I, I, and uh... they, were the, they were one of the most penalized teams in football. They were one of the worst offenses in football. They couldn't block anybody. I, I just want you to know that what I'm saying is not an un, like a, a a hot take. It's it's what most people believe. Think so yourself, I hear you. Don't, but, don't, don't think about what other people. Think. But I'm just what you're you making think? it like I'm saying something that's from a from a. I don't uh, know how you don't agree with me. It just blows my mind that you don't agree with me. I don't. I don't know. I think that I like what the Jets have on defense. I like Sam Darnold. Um, I, I mean, whether it's a good system or not, it's he's going into. Is it year th- two? Is it year two year with three? Gase? Yeah. Or no, year two Gase? with Gase. Year three, yeah, year three with Gase. Um, I think they probably believe the offensive skill players are better and the offensive line are better around him. Whether it's. But can... Joe, even if it's better, they didn't have time together. True. Yeah. But I think defensively, defensively, I like a lot of what they have. I think their secondary is a lot better. CJ Mosley played in like one and a half games last year. Quinn and Williams will be better in year two. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't not sitting here saying the jets are like a, a playoff contender. Are Pierre Desir, Arthur Mollet and Brian Poole. Yeah. That's a lot better than what they had last year. Pierre Desir is an upgrade there. Well, then why Pierre Desir get cut last year, this off season? Because they have young guys that they wanted to play. I, th- I think most people are confused by that. Sometimes teams do things that are mistakes. Like and how old is Pierre Desir? He's not. I, what do you, I mean, I'm not like concerned. 28. With that. 
That's he's fine. The, they got young guys that want to play Pierce. This year's young. Yeah, but they have like Rocky. They Sin just gave the, a contract extension the year before. Is this going to be a bet? Are we going to? I'm not doing a yes, bet. Yes, we are. No, I'm not doing a bet because I'm not rooting for the Jets all year. But I think the Jets. No, not doing it. I'm done here. I'm going to move on. You're more than welcome. Yes or no? Is is Gase going to get fired by the end of the regular season? The Jets are picking top three. I think the Jets have a very real. I already said, I think this is a very realistic take to see materialize. Okay. All right. Let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or the daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. All right, Kyle, time for Vontel's take. Hopefully Who's we can you? hopefully we can bring it on back here. Who's, Who's calling, calling me Brett? Brett Whitefield, shout out. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I just had to give you the uh, the decline there, brother. Sorry, oh, man. hit the fu button. I did, and and, and this is uh, this is I t- the dude calls me every every time I've either got a sleeping baby on my on my shoulder or uh, I'm recording a podcast, and so uh, normally some I don't people have are no- good like that. Some people have that sixth sense of like when's the least convenient time I could call you. That's what they call you. It's Brett Whitefield, man. I feel bad. I don't. I don't. Couldn't tell you the last time I answered. <laughs> One of the original calls <laughs> that he sent me. But I t- <laughs> I would text him, tell him he just hit the FU button on you. You, you should. He might listen to this podcast. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, Vontel, here we go. Uh, the Super Bowl is on the line, and this is the game-winning drive. Ready? Who would you trust the most to play quarterback and lead your team? And he lists the Bills and Dolphins, as if we were Bills oh, and Dolphins fans. I, my you know Lord. What? Who would have thought? Uh, to a championship. Here's the options, Kyle. LeBron James, The Rock. Barry Bonds or Brock Lesnar and why? So, oh my lord, All stack right. them up. <laughs> what the hell's going on here, Vontel? This is your best work in months. <laughs> but uh, I think you have, I, I don't know, like, I think there's a one clear cut guy and then a bunch of people that I would just, yeah, tie for last place. Are we going to agree LeBron's the best answer? Absolutely. I've seen him throw passes at least on a basketball court, you know? Right. And he's got, you know, say what you will about LeBron and his finishing ability at the in the playoffs and whatnot. <laughs> but, like, the dude's done it all, right? right. And the dude has had clutch moments um, throughout the course of his career. Obviously, Barry Bond's the best hitter in, in – home run hitter of our generation. You know, say what you will about the performance-enhancing drugs and whatnot. But – uh I don't see what being a baseball player has to do with anything. I know Brock Lesnar stepped on an NFL field and couldn't make the roster, so he's out automatically. Plus, he's too, he's too big and stiff. Uh, the Rock is probably my number two. 
can any of these guys are these guys all just too bulky that they could even throw a football outside of LeBron? LeBron, LeBron could do it. Yeah, he's um, fine. But those other guys just wide chests. Like I don't even know that they could like yeah, get the arm slot. You know, their builds are not ideal because they're all big, <laughs> big barrel chested dudes, right? It's the reason these quarterbacks uh, have dad bods, you know, swimmer bodies, you know. So I would probably just list them after LeBron in the order that they like them as people. With so with the, Brock Lesnar being number, clear four, right? Right. Like The Rock is number two, Barry's number three, and Brock's number four. With you. Uh, Luke, take from Luke. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> take. <laughs> Where the hell did this come from? I don't know. So I had to get it on here. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is the devil soda. That <laughs> shouldn't be consumed. <laughs> Orange soda is the top soda because... Quote, who loves orange soda? My, is that a famous quote that I'm supposed to know? That's, that's, I don't know what that means. Orange soda is the best soda because, quote, who loves orange soda? It's from, it's from Keenan and Kel, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I forgot about that. Uh, I remember Good Burger, though. Okay. So Dr. Pepper is bad. Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Isn't that how they said it? (laughs) With a lot more rasp, like right. Oh, okay, so Dr. Pepper is not a great soda. It's not the devil soda, and I would choose Dr. Pepper over like uh, I don't know water or something. You know, if I wanted to drink soda, I would I would drink it. I would never like purposely choose it. Um, but I know it's popular. My wife loves it. Um, orange soda is good, but it's it's not the best soda. I mean, we're talking about bad sodas, and this is going to bother Kyle because he loves if this. You, if you finish this sentence, I'm stopping this podcast. Is that... <laughs> okay. Uh, I Do will not, not slander cream soda on this show. Just Kyle loves I cream soda. I will not stand for it. You love cream soda. You love grape soda, right? Aren't you a big grape no, soda guy? I am not. Grape soda is the worst soda of all time. Give me a grape soda over Dr. Pepper. Really? Yes. Yeah. You drink NyQuil too? When I need to sleep and I have a cold. Yes, absolutely. Sponsor the pod, NyQuil. Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right. Are we, are we good with the soda takes here? You like Dr. Pepper. I'm sure you do. Uh, Yeah. Would you rather have Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew? Oh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is a, is a top three soda, right? Yeah. Code red or regular? Oh, code red, but they don't have like a, a consistent a diet. diet code red. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped drinking that about 15 years ago, but I loved it. The nectar of code, the gods. Code red was the bomb. Yeah. Give me code red zero. That actually sounds cool. I drink it just because I'm going to tweet cool. Dr. Pepper right now. <laughs> code let me make sure red. This let me make sure this doesn't exist. I don't think it does. They had Diet Code Red, but it's like scarcely available. Diet Mountain Dew Code Red. But the zero sugar is what I really want because... You can buy it online. Really? At Walmart. All right, might have to do it. Wait. No, I don't see this. They said buy it online. I'm, I'm looking at Diet Mountain Dew Code Red, and it's got a button that says... Oh, store locator. You got to f- put in your zip code and find where they sell it. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of steps there. 
All right. Uh, th- let's bring the Jets back into the conversation from Zach. Matt Williamson, friend of the pod, host of Locked On NFL, former NFL scout, says Matt, Matt Williamson said the Jets have the 10th best defense. And Zach took this a step further. He says, I think they're bottom 10. Uh, well, look, they, they've got some personnel that fits well with Greg Williams, right? Yeah. Okay, he'll keep this in mind. They were top seven last year. They're seventh overall in defense. Yeah, yeah. They also played a soft offensive schedule, but. Yeah, but I mean, so it's not that much of a hot take to think that okay. they're slightly worse, I guess. Let's take this walk together, Joe. Let's walk. work through this together, okay? Okay. Starting defensive line. Let's assume they're in a base do we want to put him in a, a nickel, like a big nickel with three safeties, or do we want to put him in base defense 3-4? They'll be in nickel more, so. Okay, so we'll do base nickel or nickel base? Yep. Um, okay, so we've got Quinn and Williams, either Steve McClendon or Nathan Shepard. Steve McClendon, they love him. And I mean, on if we're putting him in the nickel, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Steve yeah, McClendon, you're not going to rush know? him. Yep, yep, good point. Uh, and Henry Anderson Dirty is your da- three down linemen. Dirty point, okay. Henry Anderson. Your rush linebackers right now on this team are Harvey Lange and Jordan Jenkins. Yep. You feel good about that group? Uh, Greg you Williams feel good about that pass. He rusher? tells you he doesn't need specific pass rushers for his defense. You know, it's a staple. He doesn't have to have them. I'm asking you if you feel good about that group. That's not great. Okay. Now they've got Avery Williamson coming back from injury. Blake Cashman and CJ Mosley as their linebackers. Pretty I good. think you can get two good guys there on the field, right? Yeah. Because we're going to go uh, five, five, two. With the front. Pierre Desir, Arthur Mollet, Brian Poole, slash Bryce Hall. Don't let the fact that Bryce Hall was a big fan, in, or you were a big fan of him before the draft, jade you from the fact that he hasn't played an NFL snap yet. Yeah, but I mean, Brian Poole was clearly a starter for them. Right. So and it's... then Jamal Adams, Marcus May, with Ashton Davis, another rookie. Yeah. The guy who's going to inevitably inevitably play 25 yards off the ball in the center field. Right. Because he's a track star. So what um, What do we think here? Is that... So we like we liked the linebackers. Yeah. We didn't like the, the front. Jamal Adams is one of the best safeties in the NFL, although we, there's an impasse here with, with the Jets and Jamal Adams. You know, there's this big to do of you know Jamal wanted to be a Jet for life, and then well, Gase and Douglas were reportedly talking to Dallas about trading him, and then he got all mad, and then it smoothed over, and now all of a sudden there's trade talks again. Well, is Jamal Adams here long term? They pay him. I think the safeties are good. I think they got problems at corner and you got problems at pass rush. So bottom 10 though, this is number seven defense last year with worse players. Bottom uh, top seven in what last year? Yards. Yards. What were they in scoring? 
you're about to learn the answer to that question. They were, uh, looks more towards the middle. They were 16th, 16th. in scoring defense yeah. last year. Yep. Good run defense, not so good against the pass. Right. I'll say they're a, I'll say they're a bottom half of the league. I would say they're closer to being bottom 10 than they are to being top 10. Okay. So that puts them six between 16 and 20 or 17 and 20. Okay. I think that's reasonable. So you're close to agreeing here. You're saying, yeah, I, I could see that, but I think they might be a little bit better than, yeah, the they're a little, I think they're a little bit better than bottom 10. All right. Cause there's some bad depth charts out here. Uh, Zach Herbert. Nope. You already gave me that one. Yep. Big Doc Sam. Defensive backs, specifically corners, are the most fun to cover pre-draft while also being the most difficult to project, project a success at the NFL level. Big disagree here. Um, corners are not the funnest to watch because there are a lot of snaps where they just aren't relevant. Inside run, uh, outside run the opposite way, uh, quick hitting pass to the other side of the field. I just feel like there's so many like wasted reps where I, there's not a whole lot of useful information that I can get from a play. And so that's right. going to put you down the the list of like fun, I guess, or yeah, that's Engaging. what you said. The most fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's like, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself, you know, I'm, I'm, if you saw me right now, I'm pushing the, the right directional arrow on my keyboard right now, you know, surfing through the all 22. Yep. Yep. Not a go, meaningful go, play. Not go, a, go, go. Yeah. Okay. Here's the yeah. point coverage. Okay. Nope. 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 Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's what I'm sitting here doing the whole damn time, you know? So, uh, that they go down the list because of that. Um, difficult to project for success. <sighs> Do I agree with that? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I to me when you when you see a top, like a, a above average corner, you know, a guy that's top one hundred pick. I think it's kind of easy to to figure that out. I think deciding the when you're talking about the the day three type talent at corner, I do think stacking that up because it becomes so scheme specific or like type of corner that you're looking for. Uh, I, it becomes more challenging with the depth, maybe more so that other position. So. Agree, agree with some of that there from Big Doc Sam. Mr. Thick Boy. Mr. Thick Boy, who is just on the cover of the main schedule poster. Let's go. <laughs> he said Devonta Smith will end up becoming the best wide receiver out of the Alabama quad this past year. Woo! Spicy. Devonta Smith's really good. Ruggs, Judy, Waddle, <sighs> Smith. Yeah, I don't know, though, because he's not a true blazer with speed. And he's also not big, right? So, like, inevitably, who's a good, like, case study for somebody in the NFL who is a top-tier wide receiver that doesn't have, like, that's just a technician? Because Devonta Smith right now is 6'1", 175 is what he's listed at. Uh, Yeah, that's that's really tough because the guys, they have, like, a, a trump card. You know, right. like crazy size or crazy speed. So who's the and guy that's physically like him? Whew. Yeah, that's like, or let's just look at 2019 receiving leaders. Yeah, I'm, I, and I let's, am. Let's look for who that guy is on this list. I know he's got some vertical ability. 
but not necessarily because he wins foot races. Like Godwin's super explosive. Parker's much bigger and physical. What about Stefan? Allen's Diggs? way thicker. Stefan Diggs, six foot one ninety. That's that's still twenty pounds more. Right. right. <laughs> that's such a big deal. Um, man, yeah, you're right. He's funky, isn't he? Maybe Tyler Lockett. I was just looking at him, but he is. No, but Tyler's fast. got some juice to him too. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That's a good point. There's just not a guy, a lot of guys that are slapped together like him. Maybe Calvin Jeez. Ridley. Wasn't Calvin. I mean, Calvin ran like four, six, five, one, one ninety. It's the Stefan Diggs conversation again. Yeah, but Diggs, more Diggs had more pop to him. Didn't he? <sighs> Diggs? Yeah. Didn't he have didn't he have a good 40 time? I think he was mid four fours. I don't I mean Ridley yeah. ran four four Ridley ran four four three at one eighty nine. Stefan Diggs ran four four six at one ninety five. Okay. You would never think that Stefan Diggs was seven oh three in the three cone and four three two in the twenty yard short shuttle, would you, based on his uh right. route running skills? So there right. you go. <laughs> Um, so I guess that's the thing for Devonta, right? Is it's like you, you can't show up and run four five flat at one seventy five. Yeah, it's just and he's good... got time. He's got, I mean, he's got time to do that. But like, I think it's too early to put that flag in the ground to say he'll be the best because I've, I've got some questions here regarding his build and and physical makeup. The, the name Kyle, the name that came to mind when we started this discussion on Devonta Smith was Rashad Green from Florida State. You remember him? Oh yeah. Uh 5'11-182-453. I'm not saying that's super clean in terms of like projection, but Right. I got that I mean, type of vibe. The body build that I thought of for him was a DD Westbrook, but DD ran like four three five and he was yeah. six foot 175 so, so like but size wise that's yeah it's pretty good so i think there's some some needed work on this i'm not ready to buy him on this one yet yeah okay I'll take from ian uh trevor lawrence and penny sewell will be the best one two overall picks since cam newton and von miller in terms of nfl success Mm. Joe Burrow and Chase Young, pretty good, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not bad. It's not bad. Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I I'd be willing. I'd be willing to take this to the to this level. I don't think the first two picks will be these two players. Ooh, spicy. I think that's an easy field chance there. You know, yeah, take the field, man. And pun intended, potentially. Take the fields there. <laughs> I'm not even saying that Sewell's not worth the top two pick or number one overall, but I just don't know that it stacks like that just based on where, you know, if, if we have, as we see it in June, potentially this Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance conversation, teams are going to move up for those guys, you know, right. um, Sewell could be the first non-quarterback drafted for sure. I think there's a a case there, but I think you need to have. How often like, does it stay chalk from? It doesn't. It never June does, man. To 
the following April. Never. Remember the first odds that came out were the uh, 2019 at Oliver was the favorite to go one. Right. Because, and he was already declared. He was good to go. Yes. He's in. <laughs> Went nine, you know, like, yeah. And the second defensive tackle, the second guy in his position, nobody was talking about Quinnen. I don't know. It just doesn't go like that. So um, I will take the field and I got a chance to watch more chase young this week. Not that I didn't watch a ton already, but let me tell you, I just got a, I got a deeper appreciation for his skill set because I watched it from the opposite lens. I was watching Zach Jackson, Carmen, the offense tackle from Clemson. So I watched Jackson Carmen go up against like DJ Wanham, the Virginia kids, uh, Carlos Basham, um, you know, other teams as well, Virginia tech. And then I finally get to like, the playoffs and it's it's chase young and i'm like oh man chase young's given this dude problems that nobody else did and it it was like it was kind of cool to see it from that lens because i think it's just oh let me just watch chase young seven games in a row kick ass right all right i get it he's fucking good sorry all right (laughs) let me watch this other (laughs) offensive tackle play all these in one show Play all these middling pass rushers, even good pass rushers, handle him like he's going to sleep, and then see the fits that Chase Young gave him with more time to prepare for that game. Right. It, I, it was it was a, a new appreciation that I have for Chase Young. That guy's gonna that guy's gonna kill it. That guy's gonna be a problem. All right, last one. This we dragged we, we we pushed this one today. Bull Bittler would like to tell you that Evan Ingram has the talent and opportunity to be the best tight end in, in tight end in the entire league this year. Okay, there's no question Evan Ingram has the physical talent to be the most productive receiving tight end in the NFL. Would you disagree with me there? Yeah, no, there's no question he can do that. Yep. The opportunity. Giants top receivers, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. Danny Dimes. We got uh, Andrew Thomas plugged in here on offensive tackle. Running ball or running the ball at a high frequency with Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon's touches overall in the pass game have the opportunity to eat away at this opportunity that you're you're referencing, Bull. Uh, but I think there is plenty of opportunity for him to get high volume touches, be the second or third highest targeted receiver on the team, and he's got the talent to make you count. Do I think he's got the opportunity to surpass George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. That's probably a little too rich for my blood, but I think, you know, if he could stay healthy, he's definitely due for the breakout year. Yeah. It feels like whenever he's on the field, he is productive. Yeah. Just can, can we get the full year? And I know he's got, they picked up the fifth year option. So it'd be interesting. Like he's getting towards that point where he's really got to like sustain it to, to get that big deal that I'm sure he's hoping for. Yeah. So, not ready to buy in on this one yet, Bull, but uh, that's more a byproduct of some of the other guys who are established and in, in putting up 11, 1,200-yard seasons than it is anything that Evan Ingram's done. Uh, that's going to do it for us today on the show. Joe said we drug it out. We certainly did. 40 minutes of draft dudes' goodness for your disposal. So hope you guys enjoyed it on this Takes on Takes Tuesday. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to Draft Dudes, brought to you today by Rock Auto. Please make sure you hit subscribe. Come on back and see us again tomorrow. we got some good conversations coming up the rest of the week you are not going to want to miss.